You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to Be Humane on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Robin Gansert. We have another fantastic show for you today. My first guest is noted actress and philanthropist with a passionate cause for helping all animals. She's also serving as a celebrity judge for this year's Hero Dog Awards. Allison Eastwood will be on in just a few minutes. After her is a true power couple of animal lovers, known for their fabulous shoe designs, also for their passion for dogs. Donald and Lisa Pliner will be joining us today. I hope all of my listeners had a great Independence Day holiday, and of course, I hope there were no issues with your pets. Our own Justin Scally had some life-saving tips on our last show, and I know all of you out there really heeded them so your animals were safe. And as we move past the 4th of July, we're getting to what's not so affectionately known as the dog days of summer. But here at American Humane Association, we like to call these days the hero dog days of summer. Yes, friends, it's finally time. We now have finally unveiled our eight Hero Dog Awards finalists. Each of these eight special heroic dogs took home top honors in their respective categories, besting hundreds of other nominees. Millions of you, along with our special celebrity judging panel, voted on their favorites. And it's my pleasure now to tell you about each of these special dogs. In the Arson Dog category, sponsored by State Farm, we have Kai from San Antonio. The San Antonio Fire Department's six-year-old black lab was rescued from a shelter and is given a second chance. Now she helps keep others safe by investigating arson cases. In her four-year career, she has taken part in more than 200 investigations, and she helps educate kids on fire safety. In the Emerging Hero Dogs category, sponsored by True Panion, there's Xena from Johns Creek, Georgia. This pit bull was knocking on death's door when she was brought into a Georgia shelter outside of Atlanta. Manciated, dehydrated, she was given just a 1% chance of survival. Just 1%, friends. Unbelievably, she defied the odds. She made a full recovery, and she was adopted by a family with a little boy with autism. Before the child had closed himself off from the world, but the arrival of Xena sparked something in the child, and now he went from once silent to constantly singing and chatting with Xena, the warrior puppy. I love Xena, the warrior puppy. In the Guide Hearing Dogs category, sponsored by Chicken Soup for the Soul Pet Food, we have Exxon of Bloomfield, Connecticut. In January 2010, an explosion in Kandahar, Afghanistan left Air Force Sergeant Michael Malarzi blind and killed four of his fellow servicemen, including his best friend. Though he lost his sight, Sergeant Malarzi was soon partnered with Exxon and they became the only active duty guide dog team in the Air Force. Now retired, Sergeant continues to work with Exxon every day as the dog helps get him safely to wherever he needs to be. How about that guide hearing dog category winner, Exxon? You got to love these stories. You got to love this. Next up is the law enforcement dogs categories represented by Winchester, Virginia's own Kodo, a member of the Winchester Police Force. This dog was injured in an eight-foot fall while responding to a burglary in progress. 
undeterred. He helped his fellow officers finish the call, fighting with a severely fractured limb to ensure their safety. Let's all give up a big round of cheers for law enforcement hero dog, Kodo. Incredible story. Our military dogs category is represented by Cheney of Waverly, Iowa. This eight-year-old lab retired from the Marines in 2013 after multiple, multiple tours in Iraq and Afghanistan as an IED detection dog. Why deploy, Cheney not only saved countless lives by locating IEDs, he also served as a great morale booster for everyone in his squad. Since retiring, Cheney was adopted by one of his handlers, and they now spend many hours volunteering around the Midwest for a nonprofit organization called Retrieving Freedom, Inc., which trains service dogs for disabled veterans and kids with autism. How about that? Give a round of applause for Cheney, our military working dog hero. Up next is the search and rescue dogs category with Bretain of Cypress, Texas. Over her long, long, impressive career, Bretain has made significant contributions to the search and rescue community through her many deployments, including the World Trade Center after 9-11, the 2002 Olympic Winter Games, and Hurricane Rita in 2005. Wow. She now continues as an ambassador for search and rescue dogs as she visits elementary schools where she helps first graders learn to read. What an incredible hero dog of Cypress, Texas, our search and rescue dog category winner, Britain. The service dog category is sponsored by Modern Dog and represented by JJ from Apex, North Carolina. Once a shelter dog, this small hero was rescued, trained, and partnered with a young girl suffering from a rare condition, which can cause severe reactions for her. This dog with a gifted nose can detect reactions are about to occur, alerting the girl's parents that her life might be in danger. When she needed surgery recently, doctors requested the dog be present in the operating room. How about that? So that they would make sure they were alerted to anything to help keep her alive. An amazing story. Amazing hero dog. Finally, we have the Therapy Dogs category sponsored by Zoetis featuring Susie from High Point, North Carolina. This puppy was set on fire in a horrible cruelty case, and a woman suffered a brutal dog attack became the dedicated team that eventually changed North Carolina animal cruelty laws. Susie the Pitbull Mix began life with terror and pain when she was beaten, burned, and abandoned. Susie and her owner both triumphed over pain and fear to become the voices for abused animals that have no voice. They visit hospitals, schools, nursing homes to inspire people never, ever to give up. Each of these wonderful dogs and their families will travel to Hollywood, yes, friends, Hollywood, to take part in the 2014 Hero Dog Awards on September 27th. And because of their heroism, bravery, courage, Each of the dogs will win $1,500 for their chosen charity partners. Whichever of the eight is named the 2014 American Hero Dog will win an additional $5,000 grant for their charity partner. 
But how do we determine who will win this year's top prize? Why, friends, it's up to you, of course. You've got to log on today, HeroDogAwards.org, now and every day until September 15th to place your vote for your favorite heroic hound. And you have to join us. You must. Must See TV will happen this October on the Hallmark Channel when we broadcast this year's show, which features special tributes to each of these dogs and the unveiling of the 2014 Hero Dog of the Year. This year's show will be hosted by a duo of powerhouse animal lovers, football superstar and broadcaster Terry Bradshaw and animal advocate Beth Stern will team up to celebrate these special canines. So while it remains really hot and swampy outside, don't think of this as the dog days of summer. No, let's think of it as the hero dog days of summer. And let's log on every day to HeroDogAwards.org, read these stories of these heroic canines, and be sure to vote. And speaking of hero dogs, my next guest will be here to talk about what she's looking for in a hero dog winner when she's making her celebrity vote count. It's going to be a very exciting show today. I hope you've got a few tissues with you. This is Be Humane with Dr. Robin Gansert on Pet Life Radio. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Pet Life Radio, the number one pet radio network on the planet, joins forces with iHeartRadio to put the power of your pets in your pocket. Awesome. Download the iHeartRadio app and rock Pet Life Radio on your phone, on your tablet, on your Xbox, in your car. Pet talk, pet tunes, and fun pet times. Pet Life Radio and iHeartRadio. Positively possum. It's dinner time in America. Where more pet parents trust PetSmart for natural and expert recommended foods than any place else. And now, we've added more than 100 new varieties to our already wide selection of your favorite brands. Like Simply Nourish, Authority, Wellness, Science Diet, and more. Do what's best for your pet. At PetSmart, happiness in store. Go to PetSmartDeal.com to find out this week's coupon code and save up to 30% on food, treats, toys, and more. And get free shipping on orders of $49. Go to PetSmartDeal.com. P-E-T-S-M-A-R-T-D-E-A-L.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Be Humane on Pet Life Radio. If you were listening a few minutes ago, you heard us go over our eight Hero Dog Awards finalists. Of course, I'm not eligible to vote, but now I'm joined by someone who is serving on our very special celebrity judging panel, which will help to determine the 2014 Hero Dog of the Year. She's an actress who has appeared in numerous movies like Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil, one of my favorite of all times, Pool Hall Junkies, and she made her directorial debut with Rails and Ties, which stars Kevin Bacon. Recently, she can be seen as the co-host on Nat Geo's wild show, Animal Intervention. And you know her dad is the iconic actor and director, Clint Eastwood. I'm so pleased to welcome Allison Eastwood to today's show. Allison, how are you? I'm good. How are you? 
Wonderful. I know you have the unenviable task of selecting one of the eight wonderful dogs to be the top American hero dog for 2014. What do you think is going to be some of the criteria you're looking for when you make your final choice? Well, I'm looking forward to seeing all the contestants, I guess you call them. And I would definitely, you know, look for obviously all the the best qualities that so many of these dogs have and, you know, who really stood out. And at the end of the day, it's all about everybody's story. So we'll hear, you know, look at the stories and see what's been going on and I'll make a choice Based on that, this is my first time doing it, so I'm obviously feel like I'm I'm a kind of newbie to it. So I guess I'll just kind of let my heart navigate who I'll choose. Well, let me tell you, this whole contest is all about heart, and you know, it's uh, I think one of the best things we've got going in this country is to see these communities rally behind these dogs in eight different working dog categories, and to have Americans cast over a million votes already in this fiercely competitive campaign, and they'll continue to cast votes up until uh, September 27th, which is when uh, we announce the winner. So it's quite exciting. You know, you, Allison, you are famous all over the world for your passion for helping our animal friends. And I think your email signature is so remarkable. It's a quote from Immanuel Kant that says, we can judge the heart of a man by his treatment of animals. Tell us a little bit about that quote and what it means to you. You know, I just thought it was just so simple and brilliantly said and and with such simplicity. Sometimes Mm -hmm. our philosophers can get pretty wordy and have all these elaborate, wonderful things to say, but that pretty much sums up how I how I feel and how I kind of live my life. And I know it's been said in different ways, and Gandhi's even said something very similar. And, you know, it's just kind of a telltale sign if, if people treat animals and children and, and nature and all these things and that's part of our beautiful planet well, that you can really see into the heart and soul of, of a human. You know, and speaking of your heart and soul, I know one of your big projects is the laudable work you do with your Eastwood Ranch Foundation, which I know helps to seek to reduce pet population, overpopulation, increase the number of pet adoptions. Can you share with our listeners how this ranch got its start? (laughs) Well, I don't actually physically have a ranch, but that's the goal down the line Mm -hmm. is that my goal in the next five to ten years is to have an animal sanctuary, Um, hopefully here in California, but maybe not. I'm certainly open to other parts of the country. And, you know, it started after I worked in some, I know I I helped sell a show to National Geographic Wild and I got to travel around the country and see a lot of animals in need and visit with a lot of humane societies and shelters and all different sorts of scenarios. So I really, I just saw the need out there and I saw a way that I could make a difference and that's how the nonprofit got started and, and we've been doing a lot of great rest in Southern California, but then also doing national campaigns as well and, you know, trying to support sanctuaries. Like we have a campaign coming up for Chimp Haven, which is in Louisiana, and they take, you know, hundreds of chimpanzees out of different situations and, and give them a great life. So I've got a whole broad spectrum of animal things that I do, and I try to be as helpful as I can on every level and to every, every species of animal, too. That's wonderful. I especially really appreciate the work that you're doing with some of these exotic animal sanctuaries. I mean, they really do need the help and they need the attention because people don't automatically think about exotics uh, needing a, a forever home. And yet they do in this country more often than we can ever imagine. 
Yeah, definitely. Well, you know, those circus animals or those animals that are used for certain things or people who bought them to have as pets and then realize they were not good pets. Or <laughs> There's a lot of different scenarios as to why there's so many, you know, exotic animals that need forever homes. And, and these sanctuaries, you know, are, are really full and, and crowded and in need of, of fundraising and support. So, you know, it's easy with dogs and cats because as people, we are so connected to them and they live in our homes and they're part of our day-to-day life. But we forget that there's, you know, over 3,000 tigers living in Texas in captivity, which is more than there are in the wild, left in the wild. So, you know, we've, we've got a lot of exotics here in America that, you know, that need help. And that's why you created Animal Intervention, I, I'm assuming. And tell us a little bit about your show. Yeah, we created the show, uh, a couple of partners, fellow animal advocates and I, and unfortunately it only got picked up for one season, but, you know, we were able to make a series of them and, and it was well received and we had some great fans out there such as Ellen DeGeneres and people who were tweeting about it and it was a very difficult show to make. We traveled all around the country to some very remote, very rural, poor areas where people had different scenarios, the tigers in their backyard, you know, pet bears in a kind of in, in concrete pits and very neglectful, abusive situations that were controversial. And, and it was hard to see and, and hard to uh, do that show, but it was, uh, you know, it was very rewarding. And I do feel that it, it brought me into the animal world and how I can give service. So, so I'll always be thankful for that. That's wonderful. Let's talk a little bit about how how your love for animals came about. What was your first animal in your life? <laughs> oh God, that's a good question. Well, may have been more than asked, one. <laughs> yeah, a uh, funny thing. Well, not funny thing, but my growing up, I wasn't allowed to have dogs and cats because my brother and my dad are both very allergic to dogs and cats. So. Once our basset hound passed away when I was quite young, we didn't get any more dogs and cats. And so I always brought home whatever I could. So I had rabbits, I had rats, I had birds, I had fish, I had anything. I even brought home hermit crabs for a while and had them as pets as well, which they're not, they're not the greatest pets, but you know, rats are always a rats. I got to we, we got rats first, and, and they're such, people don't know this because they have such a bad rap, unfortunately, mm-hmm. but domesticated pet rats are actually really lovely pets, especially for children. They've got great little personalities, you know, they teach responsibility and connection to animals, and, and they're just really cool little pets. So we always had rats, and I still have rats today that I rescued from being fed to a snake. And um, Oh my goodness. They, uh, yeah, so we have two rats, a brother and a sister. So I think those were my first pets. And I think actually they were called Tina Turner and Tommy Tucker were their names. <laughs> <laughs> they were brother and sister as well. And I don't know why we came up with those names, but kids are always, you know, come up with these crazy names. I love it. I love it. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. I know your passion for animals also extends to the sea. I know you've been a leader in working on some fundraising for the Marine Animal Rescue Center of Los Angeles. Can you talk to us a little bit about what you're doing with marine mammal care? Yeah, I've been working here in L.A., you know, to help 
you know, obviously our oceans, especially around urban areas uh, such as Los Angeles, are very polluted. There's a lot of issues going on with environmental things and fishing nets and things and seals being caught and whales and dolphins. And, you know, it's really our responsibility since we created the issue with a lot of marine wildlife, you know, getting caught up in, unfortunately, in, you know, our human urban environment. So I've worked a lot with uh, Peter Wallerstein, who does a lot of rescue. He does basically rescues all down in, you know, Venice Beach area and Santa Monica. And Mm -hmm. uh, there's just a lot of need, unfortunately, lots of seabirds, lots of critters that that need to be rescued. So we've helped fundraise and, and we're trying to help eventually maybe even get a marine animal rescue center built here in Los Angeles because it's such it's such a needed center. We don't really have a great place. So anyway, I've been I've always been a nature lover really. I mean animals are part of nature and I you know, I think our oceans and our sea life are, are definitely uh, in trouble. So whatever mm-hmm. I can do again to help them, I try and uh you do your best and, and it's it's great. I get to go down, I I get to be part of it and help clean up our beaches and you know, whatever we can do. That's wonderful. And it takes all of us to to make the kind of change we need to see. You know, a lot of us, as we take our summer beach vacations, we think about the dolphins, the porpoises, the whales, the seabirds. We think about it in the summer months when we're at the beach. So it's really nice for us to have folks like you remind us all year long that these animals do need care, they need rescue, and we need to be mighty aware that they're out there off of our shores and on the shores uh, as the seabirds are and help them out as much as we possibly can to make sure they have a, a life that's, you know, what nature intended. Yes, exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I love the story about the rodents, the rats. <laughs> Tina <laughs> Turner and Tommy Tucker, what an incredible story about that. I didn't expect that today, so I have to tell you, I think that's fantastic. But I did expect to talk to you about wild horses, because I know you've been busy in Nevada helping to ban the killing of wild horses, which is a major point of contention in that state. And so I have to tell you, I thought we'd seriously talk about that, and, and we got off on road. And that's all I can think about is the rats now. <laughs> Tina and yeah, well, Tommy, which I love. But on a Tina very serious Tommy. note, let's talk yes. about the killing of wild horses and what you're doing to help stop that practice. Well, I have, you know, been a longtime supporter of a, an amazing wild horse sanctuary just north of Santa Barbara called uh, Return to Freedom. And the gals there in that particular nonprofit, not only are they an actual sanctuary, but they head up the, you know, wild horse campaign, Stop Killing the Wild Horse campaign. And, you know, they've just educated me on what's going on in the federal government. And, you know, I'm certainly not an expert at it and probably not as well spoken as a lot of people, but I I've just been trying to lend as much support as I can, and so have a lot of great celebrities, such as I know Robert Redford's done a lot of work for wild horses, and it's just, you know, it's a really unfortunate situation. I do know that I think we spend almost $80 million a year paying people to round up our wild horses and keep them in these sort of internment camps where, you know, they just don't 
do well. I mean, it's just a horrible situation. And I think there's been a lot of different people who have had great ideas about keeping the population down and birth control and letting them have their space and keeping them in certain areas without completely destroying our heritage. I mean, these horses have dated back hundreds of years on the North American continent, brought in from Europe and all different places. So to a very heated situation and you've got ranchers and oil people and natural gas people and a lot of people upset about our wild horse population but I think we can find a way to save them let them be part of our America and just control it better maybe spend a lot less money doing that too seems to just be a terrible waste to round up all these horses and either sell them off and ship them to Mexico for slaughter or just keep them basically penned up in a camp where they just have to stand there until somebody figures out what to do with them. And, you know, so many of them die and they're terrified. And it's just, it's just a really horrible situation. So I've been trying to do the best that I can to bring awareness and get petitions out there. But the federal government is a tough nut to crack and they're going to kind of do what they want to do. And it really needs to be a national campaign at this point where everybody goes, you know, this is unacceptable. We need to find a better way to treat these animals and allow them to have their space in our land and for us to be happy, too. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, you know, Allison, I, I think that what is such a treat for our listeners today is the breadth and depth of insights that you have to offer on a whole host of species in the animal kingdom. You know, we spend a a lot of great time on Be Humane, our radio show, talking about dogs and cats. But today's show, so special, is your experiences from everything with exotics to I'm thinking about the incredible animals in our ocean and then right to the wild horse issues. And, of course, we won't forget Tina and Tommy by any stretch (laughs) of the imagination, but it's so impressive your breadth and depth of knowledge of uh, issues in animal welfare. Thank you so much for your leadership and the moral courage you have to stand up for what's right for our animals. Yeah, no, it's my pleasure. And thank you for acknowledging me. And I acknowledge you all for what you do. And it's, you know, things are only going to get better for animals if we all come together and work together and really step up because it's, you know, if you don't do anything and you just sit there and go, oh, well, I know what's going on, but I'm not going to help or not participate, then you kind of become part of the problem. And I think there's a way to inspire people to really go out there. And even if you can just go and donate a bunch of towels to your local shelter or leave some old cleaning supplies or just something little makes a difference. And and if we can all do those things every day in our community in some way, shape or form, I really do think we can turn our future around and and make this a, a place where the animals can live and we can live all in harmony. That's beautiful. What inspirational words for today's show. Well, Allison, we're proud to know you and we're especially uh, proud that you're part of our celebrity judges for this year's Hero Dog Awards. And we hope that you'll join us on September 27th, that special evening in Beverly Hills, as we bring these eight dogs to Hollywood for their chance for the spotlight on the red carpet and a chance for us to really honor heroes on both ends of the leash. So thank you so much for being part of this special event. And, And I have to tell you, I wish you the best on choosing. I'd hate to be a judge for the Hero Dog Awards. The toughest choice you'll ever have to make is to cast your ballot for the Hero Dog of the Year. They're all incredible. 
Yeah, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure I'm going to want to pick them all, but I'm going to have to. I may just have to randomly throw it into a hat. But <laughs> I have no idea. We'll, well see. No. Like I said, it's my first time, so I, I'm not sure. It, it may be a, one of the more difficult things I have to do. <laughs> so the rescue is easy, actually. It's the, it's the choosing who's the best is the hardest. So we'll. I'm sure it'll. It'll be. They're all winners, you know. Really, at the end of the day, so. Just a, a good excuse to come down and have a celebration and acknowledge all these dogs. And hopefully they won't know. They won't. Nobody will be hurt. They'll all think they're winners. It'll be special. So, And yes, I will be there for sure at the gala. That's yeah. wonderful. Well, Allison, thank you so much for joining us today. And I hope you have a wonderful week and, and months ahead as we uh, do more work together on helping our animal friends. And uh, I hope all of you will stick around as we uh, talk with celebrity shoe designers Donald and Lisa Pliner, who will stop by today to talk about Baby Doll. Yes, their dog, Baby Doll, and the influence Baby Doll has had on their lives and on their company. We'll be right back. This is Dr. Robin Ganser. This is Be Humane on Pet Life Radio. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Dogs leave fur wherever they go. It collects all over the home. There are many tools designed to stop dog hair spreading, but their effectiveness varies, and afterwards you have to clean the tool, then the floor. With the Dyson Groom Tool, you simply deploy the bristles, then gently brush the coat. Loose fur is removed, while dead skin and allergens are captured by the vacuum. And to clean up, you simply release the trigger. To get this awesome Dyson Groom Tool, go to DysonDeals.com. That's DysonDeals.com. Hi, this is Jody Miller-Young from Bark and Swagger. Tune in for everything pet fashion and more. From fashion tips and runway trends, products and designs I love, to fabulous home decor for your furry friend, you'll find it all here. Be the first to discover the new. So what are you waiting for? Find me on Pet Life Radio. And remember, when fierce fashion calls, bark and swagger. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. All right, welcome back to today's show. So glad you're with us. Folks who know me know there are two things I absolutely adore animals and shoes. So it just happens that my next guests are also big fans of both. I'm sure many of you have seen their signature line of shoes and fine retailers across the country. But what you might not know is that this couple are also big dog lovers. And they've recently come out with their own line of specialty pet products. It's my pleasure to welcome both Donald and Lisa Pliner to today's show. Welcome and how are you doing today? We are fabulous and we are so happy to be on the show and... At one time, our little beloved baby doll, she had a fabulous line of collars and clothing and handbags, as I think most of, of anyone who had some of her stuff, and mm-hmm. um, we are going to eventually recreate her fabulousness and bring her back to life. <laughs> so Aww. we could just say it's taking a rest. A rest. Right <laughs> and then and will be re- we relaunched and renewed. Exactly. You will definitely hear from Baby Doll Pliner again. 
I love that. I love that. In fact, I'm so glad you both could join us to share this great story about your Maltese pup baby doll. You know, we just had Leah Black of the Real Housewives of Miami on the show, and she told us all that we absolutely had to hear your story on our show. So we're so thrilled to have you join us today. Tell us a little bit about baby doll Pliner and what a special dog she was. Well, unfortunately, we lost an opportunity to have a child, and we actually had baby doll before we actually adopted, became our real child. And she, she was a little Maltese, and basically she's actually an icon. She had her own collection of clothing. She's been on more newspapers, magazines that you can understand, but she had special eyes. And I think, like you said, anybody that has, who has an animal and has a dog understands if they don't have a dog, people really don't understand the love what dogs really bring to you. But she also traveled... We traveled quite a bit. She learned how to swim in St. Tropez. That was oh. her first swimming lesson. <laughs> um, she visited every shoe factory that Donald, you know, where we create our shoes in Italy. So, you know, the factories, they would welcome her. And at one point, they measured her little paws so that she would have the most perfect little shoes. Back and front paws. Yeah, each paw was perfectly measured. And, of course, she didn't care for the shoes. She kicked them off. So she really really became the life of what Donald and I experienced as us as a couple working in a glamorous field of shoes. So she was, you could call her a shoe dog, a well-known shoe dog, as they do call some of the designers today that have been in the fashion world for a long time. So I guess Donald's has always been known as one of the original shoe dogs. So she's right up there with him. She was also (laughs) because she was in all of our, basically in all of our ads, anywhere from a Bazaar magazine to a GQ to a Vogue. Billboards. uh, Billboards all over. In fact, there was at times when people knew baby dolls and they knew us. I remember one time I was in the Albuquerque airport and mm-hmm. I was waiting for someone to pick us up to get the car for us. And all of a sudden, this lady comes up to me. She says, is that baby doll? And I said, how would you know? She says, oh, my daughter knows it. And I remember one time being on a plane, you know, <laughs> as soon as it stops, you can turn on your phone. And I heard this lady standing, sitting behind me. She says, guess what? I'm, I was sitting behind baby doll. Or, oh. or, or, or and, you know, some flight attendants or just people in general, like, where's the dog? Where's the dog? I think the best incident was when living in Miami, Lisa was driving the car. And what happened oh, to Lisa? I was driving my car, and I think at the time I had blonde hair. I like to go back and forth. And so uh-huh. I had blonde hair, and the officer stopped me to make sure because he knew my car, and he, he knew me, so he wanted to make sure that I was okay. So when he stopped me because he saw dark hair, he's like, wait a minute, there's no dog. Where's the dog? And I said, oh, I left her home. So, I mean, <laughs> so she really made impact on really everywhere we went because she just became our, she was, she's our child, you know, before our, our original two-legged cane popped into the equation. But she was our child, and we made her part as our life of what we do for a living. And, you know, customers at the showroom, they couldn't wait to see her. I mean, after a while, we would have to tell customers, don't clap, don't clap, don't clap, because then she'd start barking. And, and, and what, Lisa, what Lisa's <laughs> saying is that I would make a presentation in New York, and she'd be there, at the, and I'd make maybe six presentations a day, 
and people would be sitting there, and um, she would be watching. Actually, her her head was right on the on the runway, the platform. And I would say in the beginning, please don't clap, because unfortunately, when we were in Italy, we got caught with the festival of the something. Uh, I think it was Saint Petro or something, but it's similar to the Fourth of July. So we couldn't get to our hotel, and it was just tremendous amount of fireworks. And she was still a puppy. And by the time we got her to the hotel, I thought she was going to have a, like a stroke because she was so scared. So ever since then, lightning, clapping, everything has become such a dramatic thing for her. She was very sensitive. So I would always ask her, please don't clap. And half the time, of course, you know, no one pays attention to what you talk about. And <laughs> half the time, the people would clap, or the other time, you would see her. As soon as the girls were done on the runway, immediately she'd get up and start looking to see if anybody was going to clap. Oh. Uh, you know, you know, I mean, for myself, sometimes, you know, Lisa thinks that my real wife was baby doll. <laughs> um, and I think, though, you know, what Leah says, and again, what I was saying, I'm sure, to everybody, dogs are very special. Some dogs are a little bit more pampered than others. Some dogs have a little bit of ability. You know, Baby Doll for us was probably where she was with us like all the time where a lot of people don't have the same attachment because maybe they stay work or they do something and they see their dog in the evening or in the morning. And she basically was with us and I think maybe that's what made her the icon. And, you know, we can, everybody can say she was the best, you know, your own dog was the best, but she was very special. We have another dog, you know, as well to, to be able to balance her. And I think one thing about dogs in particular, and I think for anybody that ever has a dog, they should probably make sure they always get a second one as a companion. Baby dogs so special and stuff. You know, like we would travel on the holidays and, you know, take her to Mexico and like all of us who love pamper ourselves and, you know, when we can get that massage. She had her massage every single year. She had the same masseuse for, I think, 15 years. No, no, wait. 11 years. For 11 years. (laughs) I mean, it was the cutest little thing. We would get to the hotel. We'd go to Cabo's and we'd get to the hotel and there was a little message that was written, woof, 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 woof. And there was her little, you know, her bag of food, her Fiji water. Her special bow would say, okay, your appointment is, and the masseuse would come with a special table. And, I mean, we have pictures and pictures, and she was literally in heaven, you know, especially dealing with my wife at times, so she really needed the stress. She needed the the massage. Me or her? (laughs) I I don't know. Anyway. No, but you know what, like, like, you know, every, like how we pamper ourselves, you know, and again, as, you know, baby doll was who she was, She was pampered. She was the best dressed, you know, the best collars. She had a life of luxury and and had, so from all of the experiences and things that uh, she lived, I wrote a book about her and Mm -hmm. through her eyes of really growing up in a glamorous world that what's it like to be a dog and what's it like to find out that your parents are shoe designers and how fabulous can you sit there and go, I don't eat the shoes, you know, I get to watch them be made and be created. And so that's, um, we'll be coming out in fall. And, and it's interesting when Lisa just said, you know, a lot of dogs sometimes eat people, they eat your shoes, which uh-huh. I'm always very happy with because that means they have to buy another pair. But <laughs> it was interesting. Baby Dow would only take the paper out of the shoe. She would never literally take, you know, eat the shoe. And I cannot tell you even, you'll see in the book and everything like this, that it's how many people constantly said about 
I'd love to come back as Baby Dow as a person just to have. She was so pampered. I mean, again, about her trips, her trips to Mexico, her trips to France, her trips to Italy, traveling all of the United States. I remember I was in Birmingham, Alabama many years ago when we were launching her collection, and I was launching my collection of shoes, and there it is on the front page of the Birmingham News, Baby Dow Pliner comes to Birmingham. And inside there was a two-third editorial. One-third was Donald Pliner, two-thirds was Baby Dow. I do PAs even to this day, which are personal appearances in cities from all over the United States. And people come with pictures of pictures of their dogs. They come and say, where is Baby Dow? Where is Baby Dow? This is beautiful. This is so beautiful. And, you know, I know Baby Doll's been just a, a life changer for so many, but I under, also understand she was the inspiration behind the special effort to benefit Four Paws for Ability, which helps provide service dogs for kids with mental and physical disabilities. What incredible work. Yes. We had an event at our store, and it was Hospital Cause, and basically she helped raise money to for two little boys that were autistic, and she, they had two little dogs. And then, you know, and then we had a charity, which we still do, and it's called Peace for the Children, and that charity came about the adoption of um, my daughter from Kazakhstan, and to realize, you know, that there's, there was no peace in all these things. So when Donald and I would raise funds and to build playgrounds for children, there was always, always a Springer ride that was, was her. So, oh. so whatever I think Donald and I have ever done for charity or for children or whatever it was in the line of our shoes, she was part of it because she was who you know we are. Donald and I put something that we've experienced or something we've created into our line, into our lines of shoes that we do because the way that we design is that we want you to feel our beauty and feel our vision. And so she was right there. She was part of it. And And at the same time, I do hand-beaded shoes, and uh, we did two shoes, one that was completely a picture of her that took 30-some hours to make for men and women. and. A percentage of that was sales all went to uh, the foundation, and then we also did another shoe for men and women, and again, a percentage of the uh, proceeds went to the found- for that uh, for the same charity. So whatever we did, is like Lisa said, was always part of our life. Maybe that was part of it, but it was always about giving and giving just not just financially or emotional, but it was about just sharing the experience of having a dog and having a special dog like Baby Dog. And a really cute story was one time Donald was doing HSN and he was wearing a shoe that was Baby Doll. It was, again, it was for... If, are you familiar with HSN? Yes, I am. Mm-hmm. It's a, a home shopping network. And what would happen was there was that Baby Doll shoe. I'm sorry to interrupt with Lisa. And I told... They wanted to open up the segment with the models holding Baby Doll. And I said, please... Please make sure, don't put Baby Doll down. Make sure you give her to me afterwards. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, after the segment was open, they put Baby Doll down, and she ran somewhere. And I'm sitting there trying to concentrate on the monitor, looking at because I'm trying to sell it's shoes. And oh. I hear her. <laughs> I physically got out of the chair and went and grabbed her. HSN <laughs> was very excited about that. I'm sure not. Bottom line, she sold out. She sold out anyway. That's our, a, our, our funny moments of like, you know, 
okay, I've had enough of this this camera. And I, and I think also I think when we would always use baby doll or put her in our campaigns or do something. She always had to be photographed in the morning. She just, she was a morning kind of a girl. She was just like, at the end of the day, you know, she's like, I had enough of you pampering me and touching me and these lights and cameras. Like, if you didn't get the shot, then you better figure it out. What Lisa's <laughs> saying is that you can see on the ads, you can see where the shots were done in the morning or done in the evening because yeah. of her personality. Her personality changed. So I always call her. She, I always said she's the model that will get out of bed for the morning only. You can get her for the morning only. She's not going anywhere after that at night. But she's walked plenty of red carpet, you know, met plenty of great people from all over and she, she was really special so we do have a new little one um her name is moonlight and um she she's basically going to she, she's going to take over she, you know what she was in the grooming stage of carrying on the tradition that's you know? wonderful so, and then that's you know baby doll you know her signature was her pink tail so, you know, people, you know, people will like, oh, wait, her tail's not, where's her tail? So she always had a pink tail, her signature. It was actually red. I used to have a ponytail, so I had a red tail. <laughs> and I thought baby doll should have a red tail, too. In fact, Very on one of the beaded shoes, family you'll here. see on her tail that they even beaded the tail red. So oh. anyway, baby doll had a red tail, and now Moonlight has fuchsia in her headpiece. Well, like little bangs. So, <laughs> oh, you know, the eccentric family that we are of designers, we have to keep it going somehow. <laughs> I think it's fantastic. I think it's fantastic. And it sounds like Moonlight is your next hero dog. And, and speaking of hero dogs and red carpets, you know, American Humane Association will be hosting our fourth annual Hero Dog Awards in Beverly Hills on September 27th. And I'd like to invite you both to be our special guests there and bring Moonlight and Come and celebrate the hero dogs that America has nominated and voted for, and they're in the final rounds competing for the top hero dog of the year. I'd love to have you come celebrate as we find out who the winner is. Oh, we would love that. That's that's so exciting. I mean, just today, you know, there's so many heroes out there. And whether, you know, your pets are that hero, and there's so many things that has done as our pet was our inspiration So to be part of anything for what people have done today and causes, it's a really big part in Donald and I's heart to be part of something today. No, it's just like in the book Mm -hmm. that Lisa's uh, writing, which is called Look Into My Eyes. And it's for young kids. It's for adults. It's like about, it goes about what really happens, how a dog and a child is adopted. It shows her life and everything like this. And even part of the proceeds of the book, basically, I really go to the Foundation for Peace for the Children. So always be giving. That's beautiful. Yeah. You know, and I'm so glad that you've also worked on the issue of playgrounds for children, too. You know, American Humane was the first organization in this country to advocate for safe playgrounds for children. We've been working on both kids and animal issues since 1877, but it was 1921 that American Humane Association stepped out to advocate for safe playgrounds, safe places for our kids to play. And, uh, you know, we've been working on these issues facing both children and animals now for almost 140 years. And I love your inspiration has really caused you to uh, make a difference in so many lives, kids and animals. So congratulations and thanks for serving as that inspiration to us all. Well, I mean, just so you know, like one of the parks we built was in Houston, 
And it was, we, we worked with Kaboom, which is based out of Washington, D.C., and they basically orchestrate it, we finance it, and it has to guarantee the land for 10 years. And what we did, there was a family of 300 families with an average family income of $12,000. Mm-hmm. And we took 500 square feet of a parking lot, converted into a playground, and that's where you see the Springer Ride. It's always babied out, and in every park we build, she's there. But it's, as Lisa says, so that every child will have the ability to have peace communication, you know, with everything with obesity and everything else and handicap that and the dog is always in the park to remind us about how important sharing is for children to have an animal at the same time. That's beautiful. That's about that power of the child-animal bond. And we know that means that the, the adult-animal bond is, you know, will be built beautifully because if we start with the kids, they'll know how to be humane, which is the whole purpose of right. this radio show is to help folks to remember what it is to be humane. Well, you know, folks, yeah. I can't tell you, it's been such an absolute pleasure to have you both on today's show. Just so proud to know you over the radio airlines. I just want to thank you both for coming and sharing that incredible tale of Baby Doll. I've always wanted to learn more about Baby Doll, and I just wish I could have been at one of those personal appearances to have my photo taken with her. She just something else, and what a blessing she to so many. I promise you, when, I'll promise you, when you see us, you will know that she is there. Her her presence is always around. There's something you will know. You will and know. So we we'll get your so address forward. and we'll make sure we send you the book as well. And, you uh-huh. know, we definitely look forward to your the event coming up in September. And, you know, when the book comes out, it's going to be in your eyes. And it's basically, it's in her eyes of her life. And it's, I'm it's sorry, the vision. It's the 27th of September, right? Right. Mm-hmm. No, I'm going to say Baby Dad was 929. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, coming up. Oh, yeah. well, so, you know what? So we'll just have a nice cell of her pre celebration that day, okay? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> we will there for an honor. A lot of heroes to honor that day. So, That's exactly you know, there'll right. be a lot of special four legged, beautiful heroes to uh, honor. No, thank you for having Donald and I. Just, you know, and we, like I said, we love to give back. You know, anything that has to do with a child or a dog or just in general, those are the way, that's how we are. That's beautiful. Well, thank you. you both so much for being part of our show today and our special guest. And we look forward to seeing you on the red carpet with Moonlight on September 27th at the Hero Dog Awards. Thanks so much. And I hope to see you very soon. Yes, thank you. Absolutely. Well, that's all the time we have for today. I want to thank my guests for joining us. I want to thank you all for listening in. We'll be back soon with another great episode. Until then, let's all remember to be humane. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.